Hey guys, welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast. Here we tackle the challenges of indie game development head-on, from the technical to the emotional, and talk about the secrets to conquering self-doubt on your journey to crafting games that people will love. Subscribe so you never miss another episode, and if you haven't already done so, please give us a rating and review so that this podcast gets shared with more people. We'd really, really appreciate it. Ready? Let's go. Today, I want to talk about one of the most important questions you can ask as a game developer. If you make a game that is great enough, it's polished enough, it's feature-rich, it's got a solid, unique hook, it's got the best story, the most addicting gameplay, whatever it might be for your game, if the game is good enough, will the game sell itself? So I want to answer this by asking you a question first. If you've spent months, or more realistically, years, working on and perfecting a product, that's what your game is, it's a business product, why would you want to consider skipping the marketing stage, the stage where you actually help people find your product and realize that they want or need to play it? You spent all that time, you spent months or years, you put your blood, your sweat, your tears into making this game as perfect as you can possibly make it. And now you're at the stage where making the game is mostly done and you want to be making as many sales as possible to ensure that you make enough money to support you long enough to create another game. That's the goal, right? You want to make a full-time income from creating games. I assume that is the case if you're here listening to this podcast, but now that you're at this crucial stage in your game's life, this funny little idea pops into your head. Why should you have to market the game in the first place? It's got a lot of replayability, so it'll do really well on streams. It's beautiful, so people will stop, see it, and want to play it right away. So many game developers that weren't even trying made a fortune without doing any marketing. And it's because their games were special enough, right? And there can be this really strong temptation where you want to be that lone developer that worked quietly at home on the game every day until it was done and just become an absolute overnight success. Blogs and devlogs and paid advertising and email lists and emailing publishers and streamers and all that, it sounds like a complete waste of your time. I'm talking about this because these thoughts have definitely been an issue for me in the distant past. So will a good game actually sell itself? And the answer is probably not. It is definitely possible, but it's just not statistically likely. So the better question to answer here is, why are you asking this question in the first place? I understand that there are good surface level reasons, like marketing sucks and you don't want to have to do all that crap. You're busy. Being a game developer is not an easy thing. We've talked about this on this podcast before. And having to learn marketing or pay out of pocket to market your game, it's not exactly the most attractive option, especially because you might be wasting time or money doing so. But let's dig just a little bit deeper because the reason you're asking this question in the first place, if you can figure it out and conquer it, might just make you a much better game developer. All right? So you've worked really hard on your game. You want it to make money, you can envision success in your mind, and I don't mean 10,000 copies sold, I mean a million copies sold. You want that success, and yet your mind keeps trying to trick you into believing that you can get there based on the existence of your game alone, without marketing. Why? Why is your mind trying to trick you into doing that? And it's important that we can figure this out, because... You are a smart person who knows logically and instinctively that marketing is just what you do 
when you create a product that you want people to buy. You want to sell a product, you first make the product, you market the product, and then you earn revenue. That's just how business works. So without getting too deep or heavy on the topic, there are deep-rooted fears inside of every single human being on this planet. And because of millions of years of evolution, humans are hardwired into running away from the things that we are afraid of. Hundreds of thousands of years ago, the things you were afraid of were, you know, like typical caveman shit, like predators and starvation and lack of shelter, basic survival stuff to get you from one day to the next. Modern humans are just as hardwired to avoid fear, and yet the fears that most of us deal with are a lot less obvious and survival level basic. You're not afraid of being like physically attacked because you released a game. That doesn't make any sense. But you might be afraid of releasing a game that everybody hates and it gets criticized and you get criticized and it makes you feel like a failure. Fear of failure is huge. So let's talk about that for a second. If you are afraid of failing and your highly evolved mind, which runs all of your patterns and habits and unconscious behavior through your subconscious mind, if your mind is looking for ways to avoid the thing that you are afraid of, failure in this case, what is it going to do? Keep in mind that because of how we evolved, your mind will always look for the easiest path forward, not because you're lazy, but because your DNA is hardwired to do it that way. That's just how we're wired, okay? It doesn't make you lazy. It's not a bad thing at all. That's just we're hardwired to be efficient. Is it going to tell you to work really, really hard to ensure failure is not an option? No, because that's not the easiest path. The easiest path is to quit. So you can say you didn't really fail. You never even finished and got the chance to try it in the first place. Quitting is the easiest thing to do in the whole world. It's the easiest thing. And as soon as you do it, you're flooded with relief right away. That burden of making the game, it's off your shoulders. It was too much for you anyways. You didn't really know what you were doing to begin with. Imagine if a journalist had wanted to interview you, you wouldn't, you would have been eaten alive. Thank goodness that you stopped when you did, right? These are the kind of thoughts that are going to start flowing through your mind when you quit. Justifications for why it was a good idea, right? So you see my point? Your fear of failure literally caused you to sabotage yourself, and then it makes you think that quitting was a good idea and that you made the right decision by doing it. If you are a game developer, then you are an artist, and artists have to constantly, constantly battle against self-sabotage. Okay, so that was a fear of failure, but maybe that's not your thing, because it's not everyone's. But you can flip this on its head and say, maybe you're not afraid to fail. Maybe you don't relate to that, but maybe you are afraid of success instead. And I know this one sounds a little less intuitive, but it's not really that hard to understand either. Of course, you, you, know, you want the glory of being a massively popular game developer. You'll be respected, you'll make lots of money, you'll have all kinds of cool opportunities that come your way. But then the imposter syndrome is going to creep in and make all of this amazing stuff sound like the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. I have a fear of success, a really big one. So the easiest way I can explain this is to walk you through the world of crazy that goes on inside my head when, when I'm experiencing these fears. So let's fast forward into the future a little bit. My goals have been met. I have hundreds of thousands of subscribers on my YouTube channel and on this podcast, and my game has sold over a million copies. 
I have money in the bank and would never have to work another day if I didn't want to. The internet is plastered with articles about me and my wife's game. Journalists reach out to us on a regular basis just to get like a tidbit of news of what we're working on next. Our game scored over 90 on Metacritic. The reviews are overwhelmingly positive on Steam. There's tens of thousands of reviews. It's also been ported to the Switch, PS5, Xbox, Mac, and Linux. I get emails from game developers all over the world praising the game and asking me for advice. All sorts of crap like that. Now on paper, that all sounds really, really great and like every game developer's dream, give or take a couple of details. But this all starts to break down because of imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is its exactly what it sounds like. You feel like an imposter, like somehow you've infiltrated the game dev world and everyone around you knows what's going on and they're all competent and amazing, but you are just pretending and you don't really belong. Imposter syndrome makes you feel like that. And imposter syndrome is not just for game developers. This is something that anyone can experience in any industry at any time, though I find that game dev brings a high chance of you experiencing imposter syndrome at some point because of the large number of self-taught people and the overwhelming amount of things that you need to learn to get started making games. It's really, really easy to feel like a fake or to feel like a fraud in this industry. So when these thoughts take over and you feel like you don't belong and you're just pretending, or there's like some secret that exists that you don't know that other game developers do know, suddenly achieving your goals sounds absolutely terrifying. Why would I want my game ported to multiple consoles when I feel like I barely understand what's going on with the code? What if something breaks that I can't figure out how to fix? There's hundreds of thousands of people relying on me to be able to do that. Why would I want people asking for my advice when I don't even feel like I belong in this industry in the first place? What if I give bad advice? What if I get so many emails that I just can't respond to them all and I constantly feel like I'm ignoring people or letting them down? Why would I want hundreds of thousands of subscribers on my YouTube channel or to this podcast to watch me or listen to me eventually fail or quit or crash and burn and then I'm just going to feel humiliated? Why would I want journalists calling me asking questions about the development of my game? What if I say something really stupid and they realize that I'm an imposter and they call me on it? Why would I want a 90 or higher on Metacritic when I feel like it wasn't earned or deserved and somehow I just stumbled into it through sheer luck? Now they're going to be expecting me to be able to do that again. Now people will expect me to make more games that are even better than the original. What if I can't do that? You see where I'm going with this? It, it starts to spiral really fast. Suddenly, these amazing future achievements that are worthy of posting on like a dream board, they, they all sound like a nightmare. And if they sound like a nightmare, even though you are consciously working as hard as you can to make the best game that you possibly can and sell as many copies as possible, unconsciously, the subconscious part of your brain will be looking for ways to avoid your fears. And if your fears are linked to your success, then it will find ways to ensure you do not become successful. Quitting will sound like a good option. Or releasing a game that was so under-marketed that you barely clear a hundred sold copies, that's going to be a relief to you because you tried and failed, and now it's time to move on to something that you're better suited for. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. There are a million ways to be successful in this industry, just like any other. But my point is, if you are asking the question, will my game sell itself if it's good or fun enough, then you might just want to take a moment to reflect on why you're trying to avoid marketing in the first place. Not liking it is not a good enough reason to not do it. 
People will do all kinds of things that they don't like in order to achieve success. So what is the deeper reason? Are you afraid of failure? Are you afraid of success? Are you afraid of being judged? Are you afraid of the spotlight? Figuring out the answer to these questions, it's not going to solve all of your problems, but it will help you be more aware of your own self-sabotaging behavior. And the more of that that you can avoid, the better your chances are going to be to find success in this industry. So my advice, seriously, market your game. Your game deserves it. That's all I got. If you love this episode and you haven't already left a rating and review, then please consider doing that now because it really helps the podcast grow and reach more awesome people like yourself. Thanks so much. Bye.